In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Sakunianska, hosted by me, Johnny C. But this is the Celebrity Mental Health Podcast, or I say it's okay to not be okay. And if you have the same match as me, then before we get to today's guest, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on Apple Music or Spotify, click that subscribe button, leave a five-star rating and a review, and let's keep spreading the word, it's okay to not be okay. Now let me tell you about my guest today. Yesterday, joined this year's Married at First Sight 2023 experiment a couple of little weeks late. However, with her vulnerability, we've seen she's basically taken the show by storm and using her skills as a teacher to go on a journey of self-love, not just for herself, but also for her husband, Jordan. She has been one of the star pupils of this year's experiment. So as the experiment has come to an end, I'm delighted to welcome to Sikilinska. It's Erica Roberts. Hello, Erica. Hello, how are you? All the better for seeing you. God, that was a reunion and a half, wasn't it? <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> Come on, get yeah, it off your chest. That was probably one of the toughest times in the experiment, I think, as well, because I wasn't expecting to walk into any of that. It completely like hit me like a big, massive bus. <laughs> when we had the commitment ceremonies, when you had the dinner party, you kind of had that mm-hmm. time with Jordan to just mentally prepare for it. However, when you're going into a reunion and you've had a couple of months away from filming and then to go bang straight in with that much explosion, that's a lot for you to mentally deal with at the time. It's really tough because I think between coming out in the experiment and going into the reunion, there was quite a while. So you've gone back into normal life, you're navigating, trying to fit yourself back into the real world after being in this bubble for so long so that on top of walking into something I thought was going to be calm I thought we were going to have an easy ride we were going to go in there just enjoy ourselves have a nice time have some Prosecco good food and it was all just going to be drama free for us there was nothing I thought was going to come up and kind of ruin the reunion for us and then walking in there to be hit with the rumours that Jordan's apparently kissed a girl on a night out. Like, this was the first time I'd heard of this. I'd never, I didn't know that anything had happened on that night out. I know the boys had been out, but again, like, I, I was not aware of any of this. And I think as well, it kind of made me feel in that moment that I was, I'd walked into this 
I felt like Jordan had disrespected me. I was absolutely raging at him. Like that was a major trigger for me. But to also be in a room full of people that clearly knew what had happened and no one had told me in that whole time, there'd been about six, seven weeks between that night out and the reunion. So for that whole time, nobody had once mentioned it. And then obviously it comes to this week and the papers have got pictures showing mm. the girl and showing Jordan in the back of the taxi. And then you mm. have obviously the reunion going out on TV. How have you mentally dealt this week? Because you're still with Jordan and yet mm. you and Jordan are happy in your every day-to-day life. And yet you've got this media attention on you now from the press, from your followers, mm. from his followers, on TikTok, from Luke's followers. And it, just the way that you're processing it, how are you finding that? I feel the past few weeks have been extremely overwhelming I feel so drained um I mean there's one thing happened at the reunion and you had to live it in that moment but then having to relive it again with it in the papers seeing the photo again and then having to watch it on the tv and relive it again it's like all the emotions come back to you and again, like I have been cheated on before in the past. I had a really bad time with my ex and similar things happened with him where we was seeing each other and it came out in the press that he had this other girl. And as soon as it happened again, that it was just a massive, massive trigger for me. It completely took me back to then. And with him, that was probably one of the lowest points I've been in, in in years when that happened. So for it to happen again with Jordan, and he was honestly the last person in the world that I think that this kind of stuff would come out about. And I just was like, not again. Like, I cannot go through this again. I know how much it really affected me last time. So when it came up, it, it was honestly just a huge trigger. And you see that in the episode. I'm just like, besides myself with what's happened. But again, seeing it in the press and knowing that everyone who watches the show and reads the papers are going to see what's happened. It's like, I don't know, it just it just doesn't sit right with me. It, like, it's a lot to, to take on. There's three sides of a story. His mm-hmm. side, her side, the truth. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she's going to be looking for a little bit of fame now because we know Jordan's obviously got a following. Obviously, Mad at First Sight is... You've got people like Luke who are also trying to fuel the fire because that helps his mm-hmm. social media following. Why have you stayed with Jordan based on the fact that we don't necessarily know the truth behind what had happened and the fact that you've had this anxiety before, you've had that red flag mm-hmm. before. And even if he was completely innocent, there's still a seed at the back of your head that's thinking, is this going to happen to me again? Yeah. And honestly, like it, it's came up again. Like I, I sit and say to him, I'm like, but I will never know the truth. Like I will actually never know the truth of what happened that night. And I just think like what we have because we are so good I wouldn't want to throw away over gray areas of things that I don't have solid evidence on it wouldn't be fair to myself or for us I think I know that he knows he messed up there's things that he should have told me he should have been more honest with me but I do believe that he didn't do anything that wrong I know it's still not great being with that girl back in the taxi things like that like that is not on and he's had an absolute grilling for me about all of that and I doubt he will do it again 
at the same time, I didn't want to throw away what we had because of rumours. And if he's saying he didn't kiss her and it was she kissed him and he pushed her off, if that's the story and the boys said that that was what happened as well, then if that's what happened, that's what happened. And it's shit and it's not what you want to hear about your partner, but it is something that I feel like we can move on from. Well, do you know what I love about you, Alka, and what I've loved about you on the whole experiment is even though you're in your mid-20s, you've got your head really screwed on and maybe it's you as a dance teacher that you've had to look after people and maybe you know the fact that your siblings are a lot younger than you but Mm. I feel like with Jordan the way I've looked at your relationship in the experiment is that his immaturity for example the way it was edited at the wedding and the way he was trying to talk over you etc like that I feel like you've brought out this other side to him and that He's been on such a journey that you've guided him mm-hmm. on. And when we think about, for example, the fight night that we'll come to in a little bit, and the fact of like yeah. his traumas around OCD, I feel like because you've had that patience and because you've taught him right from wrong, yes, he's been making mistakes all the way through. However, I feel like now the cameras are off. Now it's just the two of you that you've got the time together to develop and for him to really understand what does it mean to be in a relationship. And if we're sitting here in a year's time, you'll see a completely different Jordan because mm. you've had that patience to give him those lessons. It's hard because I would I would never want to have that like teacher-student dynamic in a relationship, but I do think there has been times where I have had to be very patient with him, but also have a greater understanding as to why he maybe acts a certain way or is is how he is. And I think that does stem from... I understand that he has problems with his mental health, he has OCD, but because I also have had past mental health problems and I've had bad anxiety and things that trigger me from a young age and I have had to really look after myself from when I was young. Like I've only ever really had myself to rely on and fully know that I've got me. So I think from doing that from such a young age, it has been able to like it has helped me be able to understand Jordan and and be patient with him and know that like he there's no ill intent with what he does and how he behaves it's just that he does need that little bit of guidance and that's fine I think it's just about having an understanding of someone and if I know he's been out of line I'll tell him I wouldn't want to just enable his behavior because sometimes it's not right and and you can't always get away with it you know this podcast Kidding Kurt is based on it's okay to not be okay and I think mm-hmm. the reason why I started it was everyone acts a certain way and everyone's triggered by different things and until you know those triggers you won't understand why someone is the way they are you have to mm-hmm. understand why they tick and why they talk you mentioned your triggers but also there was a quote you gave really early on in the experiment and I don't know where I saw it. it might have been in the press but you said I get really upset because there's been so many times I come into a room and people say, oh, I thought you were going to be a bitch before I met you. And I've had that my whole life. And so if we use that and the triggers that you've got, you've obviously built up all these walls for yourself to Mm -hmm. protect yourself, to have that resilience. So can we go back to the beginning? Where does that resilience come from? And what are those triggers from your early life that that's affected why we see the Erica that we see today? I would say that that comes from being in the dance industry. I moved away from home when I was 12 to go to boarding school which was mixed with girls and boys we all stayed in this one big house there was 90 of us again I think when you're in that kind of environment you know like being in the dance industry is absolutely cutthroat 
like it is hell you have to have a thick skin to to deal with that and I think the girls that you're surrounded with it's very competitive it's very bitchy everyone's talking about everyone you go into class everyone's judging you everyone wants to be the best wants to be the like the teacher favorite I think the teachers as well they were awful like we were treated like absolute dirt from the age of like 12 years old you're getting told like you walk into class and teachers are like slapping your belly being like oh I can see what you've had for lunch about how you look that you're never gonna you're never gonna make it you're you're a disappointment you don't work hard enough you're gonna be working at Tesco all your life like all these things you get thrown at you from such a young age and from grown adults men and women so to have it from grown adults every single day to know that I would probably have to have my back up with the girls that I was surrounded by as well because we would have screaming arguments with each other in our rooms and in like in class and stuff it was quite a toxic environment and I think from then I've always just had to if I didn't it's like if you don't laugh you'll cry you know I've always had to have that resilience about me to know that this will not break me and whatever is thrown at me I can deal with it and I will deal with it and I'll come back 10 times stronger and that's always been my mindset I've not always been able to be that strong but I have always tried to keep that strong and yeah I think that is why I have built up this thick skin and and I don't mind not being liked by everyone you know like I don't walk in a room and I think that was probably the issue coming into the show I didn't walk in the room and was licking everyone's arses and trying to be everyone's best friend like that's not who I am I'm very selective of who I let into my life and the, my my circle is very small I do think that's why the girls maybe had like took me took back from me a bit because I wasn't oh my god hi let's be best friends you know but that's just not me but is that your relationship based on what you went through in school? If you think 12 years old, going to boarding school where you're going through puberty, you're just starting to find out who you are. And the first real look at life, the first time you've got a bit of independence, it's kind of thrown in your face from your teachers, from the other girls that you weren't in this gang. And so you've had to defend yourself and come up with this self-love for yourself, which has always been suppressed because you're never given that affection to know you're doing well in a social capacity as well as a professional. 100%. And I think as well, I wouldn't say it's like a, like a mask or a facade or anything like that. I do genuinely think I have, maybe for a while it was where I put on this act of like fake it till you make it. Like I'm confident. I don't care what anyone says about me. I'm resilient. I'm strong. I don't, I don't care what anyone's opinions. Deep down, I'm very, very soft and things do get to me and I am very sensitive. But again, to everyone else, I don't like to show that anything will break me or that anything can affect me. Have you ever been broken? Have you ever got to that point that you've had to exert that sensitivity and that brokenness because there's no way to control those emotions without letting it all out? Yeah, I've I've been to therapy. I was in therapy from when I was like 15. Again, when I was 18 and last year they are definitely like the lowest points that I've been at um when I was younger was mostly to do with my family and things that had happened like relationships with my mum and obviously still being in the environment I was in I was still at boarding school I think it was just a lot for me to 
deal with. And then I moved to London when I was 17 to study dance and musical theatre. I was in a really toxic relationship from 17 to 20, which was awful. And that relationship really did tear me down. And I think that was probably the time I needed nurturing the most off the back of what I'd been through, like from being a teenager and at school. And then I got into this really bad relationship and it was just like, that was the last thing I needed. And I do think that completely broke me. And I did have to rebuild myself up after that. After I came out of that relationship, I didn't date anyone. I didn't uh, get in a relationship for about three years because I just was like, I need to focus on myself. But in that time, I ended up going the opposite way. And I was spiraling. I was going out all the time, getting blackout drunk. Just didn't know how to cope. And I didn't really have anyone around me to like rein me in and be like, right, Erica, this is enough is enough now you need to get your shit together basically and I and I spent so many years just in this horrible depressed spiral and I didn't know how to get out of it and then I moved back to Edinburgh I moved in with my my gran and I think that really really helped me it was Covid so I kind of had I couldn't go out I couldn't go party like I was doing nice things for myself like going on walks really listening to podcasts and reading books I think that was the switch for me. Like, I definitely think being in that lockdown, being with my grandparents, did that was the switch I needed. Like, I needed to come home and, and be with them. And from there, like, I really have built myself up and become a completely different person to what I was back then. But is that because the, if you think about it now, that 12-year-old Erica felt rejected. So even though I want to go to dance college, even though this is an amazing school to go to, it still felt like my parents have disowned me and they've pushed me away and yet I've still got my younger siblings living with them. Then you're going through these relationships and they're toxic and you're going, I just want to be loved and yet I know I'm putting up with this shit, but however, I don't know any different. And then Mm -hmm. the first time is when you're 23 years old that your grandparents, and I love your grandma, I think I tweeted, I want her to have her own TV show. That's amazing. That was the first time you kind of felt that actual love that you deserve. And it's almost like, and this is why it's really interesting, going on a show like Mad at First Sight, is the mental age of Erica is probably that 11, 12-year-old that just wants that love. And yet you're mm. having to be this 25-year-old who's going clubbing, who wants to be of the relationship. And yet there's this imbalance between mentally being an 11, 12-year-old, but then physically being a 25-year-old. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I would definitely say there's things that, again, how you said about the rejection and and I do think that's why in the past I put up with relationships that weren't good for me weren't healthy I knew I deserved better because I just wanted that love so badly I just wanted someone to be 100% for me and accept me for me and just be completely besotted by me and and know that we had each other 100% and I do feel like I would always give my 100% in a relationship to someone but I never received that back and then with Jordan he kind of made me feel like I did have that I had that security I felt safe I felt he was 100% in it with me and we had the same mindset and the same views on on a relationship and and how it should be but again there's things that you see that that do trigger me and now it's like because I put up with so much shit in the past and so many things that weren't good for me and I stayed too long in relationships that were toxic 
no, I'm so wary of even the little things that like I may be triggered on the show about small things, but it's because I'm so cautious now of being hurt and putting up with things that I shouldn't. So I'm probably more not strict with Jordan. Like if he takes the piss, I will put my foot down straight away. I won't let him away with things that I would usually let slip in the past because I'm just so cautious of like being hurt again. Well, one of those big triggers, I think, in the series was obviously that fight night when Luke came in and Luke and Jordan had that fight. And what that mm. mentally did to you, we could see that you were vulnerable. We could see you were scarred. What was going through your head at that time? It just took me back to things I've experienced in the past. And like, as soon as it happened, my initial reaction was I'm literally just in shock. I was in complete and utter shock. And I couldn't actually believe it had just happened. As soon as the cameras had left the room, it was just me and Jordan and we had welfare there with us as well. I completely broke down and felt extremely panicky. And then sitting in the commitment ceremony when Luke walked back in, I hadn't seen him since it happened. So yes, it had been a few days since the fight had happened, but coming back in and seeing him, that was almost like a trigger again as to what had happened. And it was a lot worse in person. What you see on the show, it wasn't anywhere near as how bad it actually was. It was proper like punching into him. Jordan, like Jordan couldn't do anything. It was as if he was, he had his hands tied behind his back. Like I think he knew if I throw a punch here, if I get aggressive, like I'm gone. And I, he didn't want it to get to that. It was just awful to see like your partner in that kind of situation, knowing that you've experienced things like that when you was younger. And it did just take me back to being that little girl who'd, who'd witnessed this kind of stuff. And that was tough. And seeing Luke walk back in again was a trigger for me. And what you don't see on the show is that I'm sitting there and I genuinely start to have a panic attack and I leave. I, I get up and leave the commitment ceremony because I'm like, I, I cannot deal with this. Like, I'm I'm genuinely, like, I felt so panicky. I had to go stand outside. And then we came, we came and walked back in, but none of that none of that got shown. Um, but again, it was just a huge, a huge trigger. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So when we put all of these compartments into a box, the vulnerability, the fear of rejection, the triggers around fighting, etc., why sign up to a show like Mad at First Sight, where you know that as a TV show, there's drama that's created. But even if we're talking about words being thrown from an oral perspective, even at the dinner parties, that still might set you back. So why put yourself through that process? Because I feel like I owe it to myself. I feel like with everything that I've been through, it stopped me from doing a lot in life. And I'm not going to let it control me anymore. I'm not going to let it stop me from doing things I want to do. Yes, it may be triggering, but I have done a lot of work on myself to be the person I am now. And I owe it to myself to take these amazing opportunities and to do things for me that I know I want to do. I think I would have regretted not doing the show. And I did get myself to a like eight months before coming on the show that whole time I was completely just focusing on myself I was going to the gym I was in therapy I was listening to like self-help podcasts reading books that could help me like I was doing everything I could to make myself in the best mental and physical place possible and I am very strong-minded and I know that I can handle literally anything so coming into this, I wasn't worried about what was going to be thrown at me and what, oh, I don't think I can handle that. I don't think I can do this. That was not an option. Like I knew whatever came at me, I was going to be able to handle it. Looking back at that Erica who had done all the self-help, going through the experiment and where you are today, post-reunion, post-series, how do you look back at that younger version of yourself from a year ago? And what are the lessons that you took away from the experiment about giving yourself that extra little bit of self-growth with Charlene, with Mel and Paul's advice to you? I'm just really proud of myself for the way I handled situations, whatever was thrown at me on the show, how much patience I've had, how much I've had to listen and understand. And with how much Jordan and I have grown as well like it it is insane I think what I learned the most is that I didn't give myself enough credit before for how resilient and strong I was that was just that's just how I went about 
every day. I just was like, yep, yeah, well, I'm resilient and I'm strong and that's fine. I never really give myself the credit for it. And I think now it just has taught me to be more kind to myself and it's okay to not, like before I was like, I need to be in like this health mode. I need to go to the gym. I need to do this. I need to listen to a podcast today. I need to like, and that's, that's great. But there's times where I can also slow down. And if I want to lie in bed all day, I can lie in bed all day. If that's how I feel, I don't need to punish myself for not feeling like I'm doing my best that day. I love this. I absolutely love this. Um, well, I don't want you to lie down in bed all day, though, because <laughs> I want you back on TV. I think we've got a TV oh, yeah. star of the future. I think you've done all the right elements and shown all those different sides of your emotions to carry on doing TV. So are we going to see you back on TV anytime soon, or is this it now for Erica? I would love to do more TV. I think as well with my background doing, like, dance and musical theatre, I've always loved like performing and I'd love to do like even presenting. That would be insane. I love a challenge. I'm up for anything. And I, if if I feel like something's going to benefit me and help me grow in life, I will never say no to it. Married at first sight. Obviously, we've had the reunion now. Obviously, you're with Jordan now. Is there any plan for another reunion to have a follow up for the two of you? Or is this it now? Do we have to just look at your social media pages? Mm, we could have one in store. And when's Another that going to be? Not till next year. So is that all of this year's cast on again next year for like a follow-up one year on? Maybe not all the cast are invited. Oh, shady. shady. <laughs> Have you filmed it yet? Yeah. So basically by then everyone's going to be out of the relationships anyway. Bar you and Jordan, you're, you and Jordan obviously going to be the ones are going to stay. Yeah, yeah. Erica, I can't thank you enough for being so vulnerable and also just showing another side to you because obviously on TikTok and Instagram we see this one version of you and I think today your fans will give you so much love after watching or listening to this because they've seen the other side to you and they know why you are the way you are and the same thing happened with Roz and the same thing happened with Bianca on the episodes of Skinny and Skinny. so go and check them yeah. out in the library if you've not listened to them also Amy, uh, Christopher's and Sophie and Gemma and PJ from last year's on Skinny and Skinny. go and check them out along with Charlene and Paul C. Branson giving their advice all in the Skinny and Skinny library you've been listening or watching two Skinny and Skinny with me Johnny so if you like what you heard please do click that subscribe button leave a five star rating and a review and let's keep spreading the word it's okay to not be okay on social media on TikTok at JohnnyCFit92 on Instagram at JohnnyCFit Canadian podcast and on Twitter at Johnny Seifert. Please do go and check me out and let's keep spreading the word. It's okay to not be okay. Until next time, I'm Johnny Seifert. Thank you and goodbye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 